This is episode 30 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. It's Steve, Therese, and Tim helping you to rise up on Family Life, a friend you can turn to. I don't know what to do. I don't want to miss out on God's will. I, I oh, could be God's doing will. the wrong thing. Oh, God's will. Isn't that an interesting topic for, mm-hmm. or any age, really, because you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss God's will. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because uh, going to a Christian college in a dorm room with a bunch of Christian guys, I feel like I heard this conversation all the time. And it was a number of years ago for me now. But like college, you're making a lot of big decisions. What's my major going to be? Should I change my major? Should I go to another school? Is God calling me to a different school? Is is God calling me to marry this person? Should I take this job? It's like (laughs) so many life decisions. And like you said, Steve, we ask at all times of life, but I definitely heard that a lot in the dorm room. And it's just funny that it's not funny, but it is ironic the kind of uh, anguish we put ourselves through trying to find something that when you really think about it, if God's our father, is he really wanting to make his will seem like it's something that he's hiding from us? No, I think that's kind of looking at it the wrong way. And there are so many thoughts about God's will. Like, is it one specific plan? Like on this day, you will take this job and you will go. To... Now, God's not surprised by how our life goes, mm-hmm. but we do have free will. And I think that you could choose either of two or more different things and still be in God's will, you know, because that's part of the gift he gives us is free will. So I I don't subscribe to the theory that like God's will is you will marry this person and you will live in this house. Or you. <laughs> I, I think that you can live out God's will for your life in a variety of different circumstances. And it's all just living according to his word. Do you want some freedom? If you're in that season of those questions that you just heard, like, oh, what should I do? Should I do this or this? I don't want to miss that on God's will. If you're in that season of anguish, would you like some freedom from that? Would you like some liberation from that? You, uh, yes, can go to the Word of God. Uh, I There's a, uh, a book by Kevin DeYoung. I love the title. It's called just do something. <laughs> yes, and I've seen that. In the book, uh, he answers that question. It's like, what What should I do? Uh, why doesn't God reveal his special will to my life right now? Well, Kevin DeYoung says, because he doesn't intend to, like you just <laughs> said, Therese. It's, this guy has an interesting way of putting it, but you know, a lot of us are listening. We want to hear that still, small voice to tell us what's next, instead of listening to the clear voice of Scripture telling us what to do right now. God does have a will for your life, but it's the same as everyone else. Seek the first, first the kingdom of God and quit floundering. You know, you just I seek what first the kingdom. What version is that? Well, it's his version. It's Kevin DeYoung's version of the seek first kingdom of God. <laughs> right. But just do something. Don't wait for mm. God to like specifically say, just do God's word. Follow Christ. Be holy. And it's a freedom. It's a freedom of living freely in that way. I love that. Just do something being the title. And Steve, I do remember seeing that book, Make the Rounds. And people breathing kind of a sigh of relief (laughs) in the college dorm room, reading this and trying to get a picture on what has gotten want me to do for my life. I've thought it's interesting that sometimes I would see people 
make a decision and say, yeah, I just really felt like it was God's will. And you'd look at the decision and whatever it might have happened to be, you really started to think to yourself, yeah, but is this kind of more just like it's what you wanted to do anyways, so it conveniently <laughs> looked like God's will at the time? Those conversations happened. But also the opposite kind of thing can happen too sometimes, and I don't think we should put ourselves under this pressure. And that's saying, well, this is what I really want, but doesn't that mean that it kind of can't be God's will? Doesn't God want me to do something hard, something sacrificial? Some, isn't God going to call me to do something I don't like? Well, no, just because you want to do something doesn't mean it isn't God's will. He might very well be calling you, yeah, to use your gifts, to do what makes you feel alive, to do what you enjoy. Even if a map didn't fall down from the heavens with an X marked on it that says, go here, he might just be directing you by the gifts he's already given you. Right. And Psalms, we hear, take delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So clearly, it's God's will to give you the desires of your heart if you take delight in the Lord. It's all about this relationship that you have with God. And I think we can find this this crossroad between peace and paralysis. You know, when you are in God's word, when you're in prayer, when you're in worship, when you're in fellowship with him, as you make the decisions of your life that lead to God's will, you'll have a peace about the next step. And if you can't make that decision because well, you're not in the word, you're not in fellowship with him, you'll have this paralysis. And that's the idea of just do something. Now, it doesn't mean go, 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 because there are times where God's will for our life is to wait, right. hold on, but it doesn't mean do nothing in the waiting, there are things that you can be doing to serve others, to develop your relationship to God, to grow closer to him. So when you reach the crossroads of peace versus paralysis, you know, how's your relationship? And I do think that when we don't feel a peace about something, that is God saying, uh, I don't really want you going that way. You know? mm -hmm. Can I give some free marriage advice? This is free anyway. Uh, but um, this is advice <laughs> right. that Audrey and I have taken, and I've given it to so many married couples when they have big decisions as a couple to make. And we have so many examples of this, of this in our life where we got advice on a big decision from well-meaning, uh, Bible-believing, God-loving people. You know, and, and they gave advice but as a married couple, we didn't have that. What you just talked about it, Therese, peace. We didn't have that mm. peace with their advice. And so I've always said this to married couples, and I'll say it right now. Take the advice or don't take the advice, but here's what we've learned in, in our marriage. If as a couple you both have that peace beyond your understanding and other people's understandings, that peace of God, then go that direction. Uh, if you if one of you don't doesn't have that peace, then the chances are you might not want to make that step. But if you both have the peace, and here's what happens. If you both have the peace and take that, it may work out. It may not work out the way you thought it was. But if it doesn't work out the way you thought, at least both of you as a couple have agreed and had that peace and go like, hey, that didn't work out the way we thought it would, but let's move on to the next step. So, yeah, as a married couple, agree. Mm. Have that peace beyond even well-meaning people's mm. understanding. And sometimes that lack of peace in one person is God's way of saying, okay, yes, but not right now. You know, there have been times where 
my husband has thought we should do this. And I've been like, "Mm, not so much. Or, you know, and then after a while, I get to the place where I go, okay, you know what? I think we should do that. And it's because God's timing wasn't ready for Mm. it. You know, we get into this idea of God's will, you know, like he's developed these blueprints for each one of us. And it's like, okay, I need to download God's will and I have to follow this. Uh, You have them right there? Can I have a copy? I want that. Exactly. Hold on. I've got to print another one. But but we do know that the scripture says for, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And maybe that's the key, that God's will for our life is to have hope. It can have a myriad of different paths to get from A to B, but at the end of it, that trusting in God, in following his word, in his leading, in the peace that we get from having fellowship with him, that we will have hope as we move forward into the future. May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. You both know, yes, I love technology, but mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, when I see it in the news, does it make me Scare nervous you. sometimes? Yes. Yeah, I think it does. Do I have maybe a small amount of what some people would call paranoia that robots could take over? Maybe. I'll let you be the judge. But could something small kind of take the edge off of that for me? Yeah, yeah, I think a name could do that. Because when Tesla, the um, electronic uh, electric motor vehicle company, when they sure. unveil their new robot assistant that they want to put in our homes, when they unveil him, he's 125 pounds, five foot eight. He can deadlift 150 pounds, and they want to put this robot in your home to to help you. Of course, mm. I feel a little bit better about it knowing his name is Optimus. It was like Optimus Prime, oh. the good guy from the Transformers series. I think, oh, I can relate to that from my childhood. That makes me feel a little bit better. Like other things obvious to avoid, like, it, you know, the Tesla Hal. That would have not gone over very well. Or like Hal? Megatron. No, wouldn't have gone for that. Like, at least it's not the Tesla Terminator. There, there, there's, I just think a, a name, something in a name makes me feel better. Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Are these people like professional photographers? You see like those first day of school pictures and it's like, who did they bring in to do these (laughs) portraits of these kids? These don't look anything like the pictures (laughs) of my kids. So I did some digging tips from Therese now on how to get better pictures of your kids on the first day of school. First of all, don't make them stand in the sun. When you've got people in the sun, they're usually squinting, which is... It's not the best? Oh, okay. Right, and you get really harsh shadows on their face. (laughs) So the way to do that is just to move them to a shady spot. You know, just find a place under a tree or something like that. Also, be mindful of the background the brick walls probably not the best thing to go with but you also don't like want all the clutter of your front porch mm. on the internet you know because that's not really Instagram worthy and then the last tip to get even better pictures of your kiddos on the first day is to get down to their level mm. you want your camera to be like eye level with your kids which there's there's two issues first of all you get to a certain age where your kids Eye level is a little bit higher than yours. Right, right, right. Yeah, you get the ladder. That's kind of hard. The other thing is if your kids are little and you get down Uh on their level, Uh be sure you can get back up. (laughs) Challenge. We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Today is National Tell-A-Joke Day. 
Oh, we have, great. We have, up until now, we have, as you've probably heard, had nothing funny on the show. <laughs> Not one funny thing Not so far. Funny. Okay. Well. Well. Maybe. Uh, but maybe anyway, it's things. time to tell a joke. Oh, yeah, and we still got time. Oh, That's good. We, volcanoes are very spiritual. Is this Volca- the joke? I, I think we got to listen and find out. Here, here comes the joke. The joke. Comes it wasn't be funny joke. day. It's tell a joke day. There's a, That's right. Difference. That's right. There's not a I'm national sorry. tell a funny joke day. It's here joke comes day. a maybe funny joke. Okay. Volcanoes, he said, uh, are are spiritual, and of course you know why. Why, Steve, are volcanoes spiritual on this joke? Because we are taught to lava one another. That, that is the end of the joke. <laughs> oh, national tell a uh, joke day. It doesn't lava happen. God, lava others. Wow. <laughs> Anyone else wish morning started just a little later? Yeah, we get that. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Seasonal complaint department, your dissatisfaction is our business year-round. How can I help you? Yeah, I'd like a refund on my summer. Another summer refund. May I have the date on your receipt? Yeah, uh, June 21st. That's what they all say. You'll have to talk to the manager. Uh, Sorry about him. He's from our winter department. So I hear you've had a few issues with your summer. Uh, Yeah, for one thing, it was too short. Well, the season's technically not over yet, but we do get that complaint a lot this time of year. Uh, Were there any months missing? Mm, No, but they all went by too fast. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Ma'am, there is nothing we can do about the decorations in the stores. Uh, Maybe I should refer you to our seasonal appreciation division. They're usually much less busy. No, no, no. Definitely not ready for my summer to be over. Is there anything else you can do? I can't tell you why this season isn't what you're hoping for, but I can tell you that whatever's next, there's reason to be hopeful. That, and I can throw in our end of the summer pumpkin spice consolation package. Ooh, deal! This is the season that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice. A reminder from Family Life.